Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. And we're uh, 20-year Wall Street veterans that have taken on secret identities. We've adopted disguises, changed our voices, so that we can uh, bring you our unfiltered, our unvarnished views on uh, on stocks every week. Um, because we get together every week and we look for ideas in that week's Value Line Investment Survey. This week we're looking at the issue dated December 14th, 2007. And... Um, you know, kick around some happy uh, holidays, kick around everybody. Some, you know, stock ideas. Um, you have any caveats for the people? But like- that's what we're doing. We're, we're kicking them around because it's for entertainment purposes only. Um, oh. We may own all the stocks we're talking about. We may have other conflicts. We may be secretly on the payroll of people. Well, you just a lot of conflicts. Want to know, but um, you know, and we probably know nothing about what we're talking about. But um, this week, I don't. Just you, to be clear. You, do, you, you know, a lot of the street doesn't uh, on every day of the week, and so you're going to get at least, you know, the average Wall Street perspective. We're on professionals. We do this every week at good comp, but uh, during the week we're not drinking, which we should disclose we are doing Oh, here. yeah, of course. They're always I'm eating also involved. right now. Uh, so so please visit that. our website, www.thevalueguys.com, uh, to learn more about us. In the second half of the show, I'm going to come back with some very attractive uh, chemical products to uh, talk about. Really? You know, it's wink, not the wink. 70s. Uh, but first, I'm going to uh, turn the show over to my elder colleague, Val Hughes. Thank you very much, Vern. I appreciate that. Well, it's the holidays. Are you comfortable there? Can I Where? get you? Look, In this there. seat? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Can Thank I get you. you anything? Do you need a pillow for your back? Or? What is it, bonus season? Come on, man. <laughs> Relax. Everything's fine. Okay. So it's the holidays, and some people are, you know, a little concerned about bonuses on Wall Street. They're all coming out. A lot of bad news out there for the firms that uh, forgot to make money this year. And, but uh, not so bad news for some of us. Well, good for you, Vern. Important. Good for you, you know. But obviously we know you don't work then at most Wall Street firms, or you're in a special department. I don't want to give a lot away. Anyway, we're fine, but okay. Wall Street's having I'm a tough time. admittedly, but uh, it's been a great year for the industry. Yeah, it has, except for all those losses on those subprime mortgages. Yeah, but that's a different part of the business Well, it may we be, it may be, it may be. Anyway, uh, happy holidays. Uh, while our colleagues are off in uh, Jamaica and Bermuda, we're here doing the show. I've got three ideas this week. They all come out of the specialty chemical area, and one of the reasons for that is they're adding proprietary capabilities in this industry. There's a lot of, actually, commodities this week. Petroleum, right? Same thing, same price. Yeah, it's a commodity. I've heard Commodity, of it. right. Natural mm-hmm. gas, distribution, et cetera, coal, uh, wireless networking. Where a lot there's of a that lot stuff's of, gotten a lot more expensive in recent months, too. Well, there's a lot of speculation and all that. But I'm drawn to, this week anyway, all my picks are in the specialty chemical industry because there's people that are actually in there. Are they really? So are mine. Well, look, when you're looking for value, uh, you're looking for something that's cheaper than it should be. Mm -hmm. And when you have something proprietary, a lot of these are high return on capital companies, generating cash, buying stock. um, And they're, you know, depressed because people are forecasting recession. Uh, they've got about a one-third well, chance of being right about that. They're also doing it despite having very high feedstock costs, right? Because oil and natural gas prices ah, are so high. Yes, sir. That is correct. However, you're reading in the paper, what? Inflation, inflation. Every time you read about inflation, it means that the media is influencing you to think, oh, we're in an inflationary time. And that means companies like this 
and I've been talking about this all year, are getting price increases because it's like, oh, well, hey, there's inflation. I guess these guys can get a price increase. And then when the raw material price kind of goes down or they hedge it or whatever, they've got these nice price increases. The other thing about specialty chemicals is in terms of the total cost of whatever it is the customer is selling, their piece is small but adds a lot of value in terms of oftentimes productivity. Well, it's like that there's a BASF uh, ad campaign that I think a lot of people have probably seen, and I can't remember what the tagline is, but you know, it's sort of like you don't know we're there, but we're there in everything, and they show a wide variety of different applications. It's, you know that we I, oh no, it's like we make the colors brighter, we make right the, Dow Chemical sharper, is in everything. Yeah. These companies are in everything. And when you have growing economies around the world and a lot of their businesses overseas, uh, they're winners in that environment. Anyway, let me get to it. H.B. Fuller, ticker F-U-L, page 469. Like Fuller brush? Uh, no, you know, common mistake. Common, very common oh. mistake. Um, no, uh, these guys are specialty chemicals guys, as I was just talking about a moment ago. Applied with uh, brushes. Here's what they do. They formulate, manufacture, and market adhesives, sealants, coatings, paints, and other specialty chemical products. Um, I'm exhausted already. Well, you know, it's seal, sealants and coatings. These things oftentimes can replace physical, um, you know, connections and save money through, you know, processes that well, don't need to idea. happen because you're gluing stuff here's together. Here's an idea. A rubber gasket replaced by some kind of a, some kind of paste that you squeeze out of a tube. Well, and absolutely. And then you also save the labor. You may save the cost of another machine. These guys are really outselling productivity. Mm -hmm. They've got an improving operating margin. They're running 13 percent, um, and it's been growing every year. So they're adding value at a, at a pretty good pace. I'm initially drawn to the valuation. Kind of on capital. Uh, uh oh, don't get me out of order, Vern. <laughs> I got to go in order here. I'm just going through value line. Oops. Uh, seven times gross cash flow. Uh, it's selling at a 23% discount to the uh, market multiple. There's very little capex here, so you're at a nine times free cash flow. That's 11% plus growth. Value line says they're going to grow earnings at 12%. That's a 23% return. They pay a little dividend, 1.1%. Their returns on capital aren't great, 10%. I don't like that, but... For five years, they've been growing at an increment of a couple percent a year, which means incremental returns. Current management's decision to invest some money, to have something happen, that's all working beautifully because incrementally, if you look at the deltas here, they're very powerful. They're probably earning yeah, 20, 25 percent on incremental capital. Is economically sensitive? I mean, aren't you just talking about cyclical benefits? Uh, that may be a reason why you get to buy it cheap right now, absolutely, okay. is that uh, – you know, right now people are a little spooked. The recession that I think we canceled here on the are we show. Another one? No, no, it's the same Didn't one. We just have one last it's, quarter. It's or the, the same one. You know, the brave man dies one death, the coward a thousand deaths. There's a thousand recessions for predicted for every one, and we're you know we're predicting one now. Right now, of course, there are some there are some data points that are turning a little soft. Um, and, um, you know, you don't know how it's going to come out. This whole credit issue could oh, slow do. down the economy. Actually. Housing, construction, autos, all a little under I pressure. I know how it's coming out. Okay, well, State's good for you. Win. Yeah, I think, I think the economy wins. I just keep coming back to the fact that due to uh, efficiency of information flow, that uh, the number of uh, months per year we're going to be in recession or the percentage of the time the Actually, economy the in the recession are government is very – government is – yeah, they are. They're slowly taking over. Absolutely. we got to worry about that, but not right now. Meantime, H.B. Fuller, what else can I say about them? 
Uh, they're, uh, what <laughs> really, do you got here? We all no, think you've said quite enough. I haven't said enough. <laughs> there are a couple of main industries that they serve, autos and housing, both We're in the tank. The eight-minute mark. Listen, no one what? wants to hear about that. <laughs> they can turn us off anytime. They can make it zero minutes yeah, whenever true, they want. Yeah. But housing and auto, they're two biggest sectors under pressure. That's got to be in the stock right now. Uh, value line doesn't like them in part because of the current momentum. I think it's a cheap stock you, showing incremental value. Did you see what the CEO value? of Fannie Mae said today? No, I didn't because I don't care. He doesn't frankly. think the housing, the domestic housing market will bottom until late in 2009. Those guys are idiots. Why would I care what they well, think? Well, this is a new guy. The new He's idiot. an idiot. He's the uh, new idiot. I don't care who he is. <laughs> well, there's God damn it, Vern. Let me <laughs> do the freaking show. <laughs> Hercules, page 470. I like this stock. Why? It's frickin' cheap, okay? It's 280 in cash flow projected next year. It's seven, eight times gross cash flow. They don't spend a lot on CapEx. You got about a buck. Yeah, uh, buck. yeah I don't know if I'm sharing pretzels with you <laughs> right now. I got about a buck 80, and fr- it's 10 times free cash flow. And again, the theme of these kinds of companies adding value, what does Hercules do? Manufacturer and marketer of specialty chemicals and related services for a broad range of businesses, consumer, and industrial applications. Well, that nails it down. Yeah, exactly. We know exactly what they do. They're out there selling stuff that helps companies earn an ROI on the purchase. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. I can quite assure you of that. When they buy something from Hercules, they're replacing other stuff, labor, machinery, other poorer solutions to the problem, and they've been doing this for years. They're earning 19, 18, 15% returns on capital. It's been improving for a lot of years. They do have trouble in recessions, but this one's pretty well advertised whenever it comes up. They did lose a little money in 01, so that concerns me in 02. They might lose a little money again. That may, oh. be, that may be why it's cheap in part, but I do notice that their sales per share uh, you know, are pretty sluggish over the last recession. I don't think this is recession. your favorite idea. This no, week. it is. You know what? Uh, they're generous. <laughs> no, it isn't. But anyway, Hercules, okay. 470. Hercules. I do like it. I do. You like, like it. the name? I think. No, I had a college professor that had worked there, and he really got me worked turned in, tuned into. He's in the sales force. He's a marketing he, he was guy, like an engineer marketing or professor. But here's what I'm drawn to. I'm not going to put this aside. What are you drawn to? They started five years ago. They had a Nine percent return on invested capital. Now it's nineteen. The stuff they've been doing for they've five years. <clears throat> Listen, is this Q and A, or am I going to tell you why I like it? They've got an incremental return on capital, ten basis, ten ten percentage points wow. in five years. What, are, what what's going on with you? Do you have issues? Do you not have all the Christmas presents bought that you need, or something? We've got four hundred million in incremental sales. And during that time, we've got $100 million in incremental net profit. That's a 25% net margin on the incremental. That's the way to look at this. Something smart is going on here, and it's been going on for about five years. It's trading cheap. Uh, their balance sheet is not super great, 60% at the cap. Uh, but uh, Value Line thinks they're going to grow earnings 16%. Their coverage is pretty good, three times and uh, that's reasonably stable earnings, except for those couple of recession years. So I think Hercules is, uh, you know, it's it's a go look and see about that one. What are we, am I late now? Roman Haas, ROH, page 482. Page. Let's slow it all down then. Slow it all down. Roman Haas. Okay, I'm going to slow it all down. ROH, page 482. Here's my theme on this. They're adding a lot of value. They're earning 8% operating margins. Value line doesn't show a gross margin, 
But uh, given what I know salesmen make, the gross margin here has got to be 40% or something like that in order to get this type of operating margin. And in what should be kind of a commodity area, chemicals, uh, that's a lot of value added. And it tells me there's something very proprietary here. Value Line says they're a specialty chemical producer specializing in acrylics technology, products, emulsions for paints, coatings, and adhesives. I mean... That sounds hard. Acrylic plastics, fungicides, herbicides, biocides, all those things to me say productivity. Whoever's buying this stuff is hoping to save money or increase sales or do something that uh, uh, gives them an ROI in the purchase of these goods. 34% of their business is overseas. That's a good diversification. The Haas family, here's good news. The Haas family controls 29% of this. So it's been in one family's hands a long time. They're earning. Why is that good? It's good because they might want to sell it as the founders, let's just say, move on. You know what I'm saying? Roman Haas, they've been oh, around think, a long time. I think we all know what you're saying. How old can the founder be? I don't why know him. would that be him. good if suddenly you're have, stock was being sold? Well, here's why. Here's it. why. Come on, Wall Street Journal. There's $10 billion in market cap. A third of it is owned by a family. That's $3 billion. It's, that family's got 200 people in it who are all fighting about getting the money, and eventually that's going to lead to a sale. And right now this thing is selling at what? Seven times gross cash flow, it's going to go out for 10 or 12, and it's going to be 2 or $3 you know, dollars a share bigger by that point. This is a buyout waiting to happen. Meantime, 2.7% uh, dividend yield, 22% return on equity. They're using leverage, I think, you know, pretty uh, responsibly, 30% at the cap. There's a 10 times interest coverage here. That's very comfortable. Uh, Value Line doesn't like this. I don't know why. The relative performance here hasn't been great. Earnings growth, according to Value Line, you know, just 10%. But if I take the cash flow yield, which I'm looking at as 670 in gross cash flow minus 240 in CapEx, so that's 430. This thing's about 12 times that. That's 8% plus 10% earnings growth. To me, that's an 18% return plus the upside of a quicker payoff by a buyout. And uh, I like that. You know, Value Line goes through the details here of, you know, why it's a difficult environment, as it always is. Oh, it's always difficult. That's why it's hard for business to make money. Business. Right, exactly. Uh, there's a, they do say a few good things. They're getting some improvement in uh, pricing. Uh, they've got uh, a joint venture in Korea that's working. You know, this is all teeny tiny incremental. Value Line focuses on some new films to coat flat panels. Yeah, but it's that kind uh, of industry. Right, right. It's all in little baby steps, and they're doing it. They also have a giant buyback. This company in 2002 had 221 million shares outstanding. Now they have 190, and they're doing that in chunks. And right now they've got a billion-dollar buyback in wow. place. That's 10% of the flow. 15 times earnings. Uh, Roman Haas, I like it. By the way, there's a buck a share in cast, not that that matters much. Page 482, Roman Haas, ROH. And with that, with uh, a modest amount of ado, actually less than you should have, but you lost points for interrupting me so many times, Vern Value. There you go. I'm really broken Take it up away. about it. I'm Take sorry. it away. I'm really Just so Just see sorry. what I have planned for your segment, my friend. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, hang on, people. I have a it's full be, glass of it's beverage. It's going to be a bumpy ride. That's a line from some old classic movie. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to lead off with a great stock, uh, I think, but uh, good mm -hmm. enough that we had to fight over it before the show to see who was going to actually talk about it. So I won. 
don't mind pointing mm -hmm. that out. Reverse psychology works very easily on burn. <laughs> That's the last stock in the world I want to talk about. <laughs> the symbol is RPM, and the name of the company, coincidentally, is RPM mm -hmm. International, uh, which is a holding company that owns subsidiaries that are world leaders in specialty chemicals, coatings, and sealants. So everything you've been hearing my colleague Val talk about mm -hmm. applies here. And in spades, because they have some incredible industrial brands. We've all heard of Tremco. <laughs> I dream about that one. <laughs> and Stonehard. How about Carboline? Or Carboline? the 70s Carboline. again? Dayglow, Yuko, and Drive It. Now, I've heard of Drive It, actually. Oh, my God. All right. Now, they do have some consumer brands you have probably heard of. just having a pretzel here. Uh, industrial is two-thirds of the business. One-third is consumer. You might have heard of Rust-Oleum. No, that I know. Ah, yeah, that's a pretty ah, strong yeah. brand. And how about DAP? You know, like a little DAP yeah. will do you? Well, that's not, the, that's not that, is it? Well, yeah, it's a little putty stuff that you put in the wall. Well, a little DAP will do you is from Brill Cream. I know. It was a pun. Oh. Well, who knows that? These people I'm weren't sorry, alive when this stuff was head. on television. Remember, we're, you know, 20-year veterans of Wall Street, so. That's true. And you know, the, our older veterans of the world. Manifest itself in unusual ways. Okay. Anyway, uh, Capital Research and Management owns 11% uh, of this company. Uh, officers and directors, more than 2%. You want to talk about something that could be in play at any time. How about RPM? Stock down about 25% from uh, highs earlier this year, around 19. Value line has that as... At an eleven and a half multiple, to a one. What are you looking at? You've really got to carry the show here because we got a lot of time. A lot of, no worries. A yeah. one third discount to the market. So my relative PE is zero point six seven. Is that slow enough for you? Slow uh, it all down, man. Because or the stocks it up. Come, I don't know. The stocks come in so much that the uh, dividend, which has grown consistently over time, is now at a four percent yield. So I've got a. I mean, a well-performing, modestly leveraged, 45% debt-to-cap, a lot of cash, so very liquid, um, value-added brand, chemical brand business, has been relatively weak lately, but has a five-year history of sort of going uh, sideways relative basis. So in other words, keeping pace and now able to pay a 4% yield because stocks come down so much. What there's do some, they do, Vern? I'm sorry. There's some impact in the... Did you mention uh, what they do? Yeah, they make all these wonderful brands of, uh, oh, yes, of coatings course. and sealants that I was are used in niche industrial and consumer applications, uh, including some with some great, um, you know, some great brand. Uh, in but any how event, big is really consumer in, their, in, their numbers, in the mix? With double-digit sales growth going on, they're absorbing an impact from what's going on in housing because some of their stuff is Are they more industrial related. versus consumer? Yeah, it's two-thirds industrial, one-third oh. consumer. 63-37. Do these brands sell in industrial? Like Rust-Oleum, is they're that getting an industrial brand? Hikes, they're getting, according to Value Line, they're getting price increases that are offsetting the in, uh, increases in industrial raw material costs, which, of course, for a specialty chemical company, means uh, significantly oil and gas prices, of course. Uh, now, apparently, I get down here at the very end, I see rising returns on capital with the leverage return on equity 17 18%, um, modest sensitivity to down cycle, but good sustainability of cash flow through it in the last recession. Um, I've only got about, uh, what is that, about eight and a half times gross cash flow, not a lot of CapEx. It's nine to ten times 
free, net free cash flow, okay? This is, uh, this is a business that where a lot of the applications are uh, what people call maintenance, repair, and over MRO. Operations, MRO business. MRO business. So there's a, uh, to the extent that there's, uh, you know, a direct correlation with overall industrial and economic activity, this business is simply not going to vary as much as it's super stable. the average business. Absolutely. Right? Very stable. So with the stock oversold on, on something, I'm not sure what. Now, there are apparently some asbestos cases. Uh-oh. But according we to now know those line, are mostly bogus. The stuff. number of active cases steadily declining, but cash outlays up. That's all been outed. That's all bogus. It's all Definitely going away. Stock. Enterprise value a little over $3 billion. I've got it eight times multiple. The PE looks depressed. This is a uh, – got to take a look at this, people. It's uh, RPM is the symbol. Um, and I've got another specialty chemical company. It's also a branded business that I think my colleague has talked about in the past. And that's Valspar. No, I just – just because it has the word Val in it. Valspar. Just wanted to, you know – you know, shout huh. it out. But Sherwin-Williams is actually the stock I'm going to talk about. Wow, how touching was that? Paint. I see. Uh, Sherwin-Williams, symbol SHW, a little uh, under $60 This is recently. one of the first stocks we ever recommended on the show. About 12 times earnings. It was well, 40 it was down then. recently. The stock under 60 was yeah. at 74 sometime earlier this year. About Housing. a 30% discount to the market, paying a nice 2.3% yield. I've got about a nine times cash flow multiple, so... Called an 11% yield plus the two is 13. Very interesting. Uh, return on capital in this business, oh, my goodness. Used to run in the low mid-teens um, because of an active share repurchase program with all the cash they're throwing off. These guys are great. Return on total capital is now great. above 30%. It's great business. This is the largest producer of paints and varnishes in North America. They also make application equipment, and they have automotive coatings business. There are over 3,300 company operated retail paint and wall covering and auto coatings outlets and they own the not besides the sherwin williams label right we cover we cover the earth oh they own a bunch of them they have dutch boy pratt and lambert minwax and krylon which is a giant in the spray paint business so uh, r&d allows you half of one percent of sales the cool thing about paint is when people think about buying paint they're thinking about the whole project cost, including the It's a little more painter. capital intensive, so it's so about 11 it's times. easy to get price increases. It's about 11 times uh, cash flow net of CapEx. Uh, but my enterprise valuation here is six and a half times. And this company, in the 15 years of history, the value line shows, shows a almost only slightly up year in 2001 when we had a recession, folks. Every other year here on a sales per share basis – up. So, in other words, generating more cash than they can reinvest and growing organic. Well, they have the, the big opportunity time. to just ongoing background. They're gaining share of the retail paint industry. They own their own stores. They've got them in good locations. Yeah, they're not beholden to uh, value, uh, to uh, Home Depot. Or Sears was the old guy Lowe's anointing the winner. They own their they own don't distribution. Fight that losing battle of selling something to a giant customer. That's the genius here. That's the returns. They own well, the whole channel. Right. And, the, and the, the, the term we use on Wall Street for this is it, that they have a proprietary no. distribution channel. I say vertically integrated. Well, Personally, think, on my side of the street. I think people pay an extra half point multiple for the word proprietary. Okay. Yeah. So I prefer proprietary. Oh, that's very nice. Uh, anyway, take a look at Sherwin-Williams. Interestingly enough, I, don't, I, I happen to just notice this, that both of these companies – 
are headquartered in Ohio. Uh, road trip. Sherwin Williams is in Cleveland. Let's do a value guys road trip. Uh, Visit these companies. Is in Medina, Medina, whatever the name of that is. Um, interesting. Medina, Medina. Medina. Yes. Do you get out much? No, Come on. I mean, not to Ohio. I don't. Thank you very much. I I think I've been there a couple times. Oh, I've been to Cleveland to see companies. Of course, you've been there. Out, but Come on, man. Okay, one more to go, and then I'm gonna. Then we're gonna have to. I guess we'll have to. We'll play word games or something. Why? What are we? What are we running? We're on? only. We're only at 24 minutes here. Maybe we should do a song. Because I'm resurrecting. <laughs> I'm resurrecting a name from an earlier show. Uh, it hasn't worked yet, but uh, is still. Rem- what looks like remarkably cheap after just collapsing hideously over the l- the last, I guess. Do you know anything about this year stock? and a half? Not really. Then I'm I'm why sure would you, why I'm would you sure want to I talk about a that. chart like that? Look at that thing. The ch- I'm not, look, there's a lot of value to be found in fear, right? Well, but fear backed up with knowledge is often oh, good. So now we have to have knowledge of what we're talking about? I thought that went I without saying, ex- my friend. No, 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 no. I was expressly explicit about this at the outset of the show. You were. We very well may know nothing about what we're talking about. Well, there is no implied we do responsibility know. or no. There's no responsibility no, other we, than what? What are you? What? What are you buying into there? I'm not sure, but My let's take God. a look. At, let's listen to the story. Are there other stocks? And see what you think. Issue the this symbol week? is SMMX stock. Recently, just a little over seven dollars. I think when we looked at it last time, it was probably between eight and. Does nine. that mean we, meaning you, me, and we? So wait a minute, me well, let's and back my up. audience. Let's wake up. You weren't back involved. Up. You were so asleep, you recommended probably. this at a higher price. For yes. Him? What price might that have been? Oh, I, look. <laughs> I just told you between eight and nine. Oh, and where is it now? Seven. Oh, ouch! Those are great sound effects. Thank you. I've got one down 90 on the site, actually. Um, it looks oh, like right. the valuation. I mean, cash flow is down significantly from a couple years ago. Uh, just what do looking they do? At the numbers, are we going to get into that? It looks like it might be about a 10 times multiple of normalized cash great. flow with very great. little capex. So I, it, it looks like what it do can. They do? Uh, it looks like it can sustain. I don't mean to interrupt your flow. I'm getting there. <laughs> Thank you very much. I have much. no idea what they do. They use high-speed combinatorial methods to discover new materials for use in life sciences, chemicals, and electronics. Okay. Thank you. They, Thank you. Now, I love Value Line's phrasing. They seek to garner revenue. What are we, the British suddenly or something? <laughs> I think you need a treaty to do that. I see. Okay. Uh, via royalties. See, you're right. It's ah, the British. Gotcha. There's royalty involved. Uh, Time for a tea party. Rising from industry collaboration, the development of proprietary materials business, the sale of selected instrumentation, and lab productivity software. So they invent stuff, and then they figure out ways to earn money from it. That sounds cool. Okay. And so revenue from collaborations, How- it was 46% of revenue last year, which was $125 million. So there's some kind of business here. Products were a quarter of the total. Licenses a quarter of the total. R&D more than half of revenue, 60% wow. of operating costs. If you add that back, are they making money at that point? If I add that back, oh, they're hard. They're What's their barely, margin? Do they make money? They're losing any money here. It's, uh, they lost seven and they're expected to lose seven and a half so billion a dollars. So they have year. a 50% margin on sales before choosing to spend a bunch of R&D money? I've got operating margins here estimated to be going from around 25 to 30% to basically and zero. And that includes 50% R&D? This is the traditional description. Now, they apparently sold that a uh, equity ownership 
in uh, something called Ellipsa, which Amgen bought from them. And that must be the source of these giant margins they had previously. And they bought something called MDL Information Systems, a software business. Uh, and it's characterized here as they invested in assets that would actually generate cash flow. Then they have some kind of a cost reduction program going on. It's supposed to generate, by my calculation, about 35 cents a share in earnings. There's a short-term impact of purchase accounting that are hurting numbers short-term, but there's really no indication that Value Line is uh, accommodating that in a, well, no, I guess maybe they are. I, I ignore in that. The area, in the quarterly, but in the in the in the 25 cents a share loss, we apparently have some write-up of uh, acquired assets and, uh, you know, probably those things flowing through cost of sales. Um, Losses may narrow markedly in the middle quarters, uh, Value Line says, of the coming year. And the company is supporting revenue expectations of $160 million for next year. So I, 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 don't know if this is, I don't know if this is a real business here or not. Like we sometimes like to tell our audience, our fans, uh, you might I don't need know to do a little bit more homework and, and not just rely on Vern us. Vern says that. Our Vern says that. It. Well, I'm saying that. You can completely that. rely you need on to, me you need to, at all times. You need I to know nothing Vern, about this. Listen these. to Vern on this one, folks. No. But what, what no. brings me back to Vern's this a little, for, the a little second, conservative, for the second frankly. quarter in a row is that I have $192 million of cash on the balance sheet with no debt, $33.5 million shares outstanding, so I have $6 of share of free cash and a $7 stock price. That means the net enterprise value of the company is $30 million with expectations for 120 to $160 million of revenue that I think I can make some money on. I'm going to take cost of $0.35 cents a share out of the business. That's $10 million. Well, i got a $30 million enterprise value. If I can really realize $10 million in net income. Well, it's a call that. option on them inventing some more cool this stuff, right? This is super, super cheap. Assuming they invent some stuff. I guess. Yeah. But they, I mean, they have licenses. They sell products. They, you know, so check this out. SMMX, Simix Technology, uh, can't be my favorite idea, though. No. Because there's a little too much risk implied by well, the chart. Well, you have no idea what they're As doing. my colleague is pointing out. I, I'm going to say my favorite idea is RPM with a 4% yield. Uh, it, I mean, talk about your steady business over time. Uh, Got to own it, but Sherwin-Williams a close second. And Val? Yeah. Uh, my favorite this week, Roman Haas, 29% family-owned. It's a buyout. Serious. I'm completely serious. Right. I say track it, okay. Roman Haas. Uh, so thanks, folks. We'll see you next week. Bye.